Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Anthony Miragliata Show. We hope you enjoyed your Easter weekend and are currently enjoying Passover for those that celebrate. Um, today, we're going to be talking about the education curriculum in New Jersey. And just the other day, um, Governor Phil Murphy um, announced that he was going to review the, the protocols in the curriculum. And where there was intense backlash over the sexual education curriculum and many other things that um you know, that would be taught, for example, kindergartners and second graders being taught sexual education, which is uh, which is pretty absurd. But joining me for today is an APAC fellow and the host of the Political Audit podcast. Sergio Rodriguez, who also is a very dear friend of mine. He's very read up on this issue, and he joined us now. Sergio, thanks for joining. Hey, Anthony. How are you? Great. How about you? I'm doing good. So, um, yeah. What is, so what is your take on the education curriculum in New Jersey? Yeah, so um, this new curriculum in the, that was passed by the uh, New Jersey Department of Education in 2020 um, has these standards that are supposed to be rolled out in this upcoming fall. Um, and these new standards are basically expanding on sexual education to include gender identity, sexual identity, um, and not just that, but also um, identifying genitalia, body parts. Um, and it goes as as teaching this to uh, children in first and second grade. Um, And that's the expansion part, you know, because currently we're not doing that. Currently we're not doing any type of uh, sex ed teaching to our first grade or second grade and third grade and fourth grade and fifth grade. Uh, So this is new because they're trying to expand it to those grades. And it, you know, I I have a lot of problem with it, a lot of problems with it because it starts out with, first of all, um, you know, we're expanding onto new territory as far as uh, teaching sex ed to kids that young, you know, so that's already one, one issue there where, and then the other issue is how deep these uh, teachings are going to, for these young kids. You know, it's one thing to teach an eighth grader uh, genitalia and body parts, but it's another thing to teach a second grader or a first grader that. And, and, and on, then on not, another issue is who's doing the teachings. Um, you know, our teachers are not certified to be doing these type of teachings to young, young kids at that age. Uh, young kids at that age have a developing brain. And, you know, we should have trained psychologists doing these teachings if we're, if we're going to do it. Um, because I would like the teachings to happen on an objective basis. Meaning, you know, in the current lesson plans, they're, they're teaching things like it's okay to have a penis but feel like a, a girl. And that's, that's, that's going past the line of what I feel comfortable with, because now you're not just teaching what a penis is and a vagina is to a second grader, but you're now telling them that it's okay to feel differently. You know, it's just, yeah. it's, 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 it, you don't have to, we, we don't have to go that far, especially. And, and then, like I said, who's doing the teaching? It's, it's teachers. 
which at that point, you know, you're, you're supposed to just teach them their ABCs, their one, two, threes. But, um, you know, these teachers aren't trained to be, be having those conversations. Exactly. You know, some issues are just meant to be taught at the kitchen table. Yeah. So many critics of, the, of this curriculum see this as anti-LGBTQ. Like, for example, Florida passed their parental rights bill that's now signed into law. But many Democrats were very easily to you know, just bluff off on the bill by labeling it as they don't say gay bill. But is this really the reality? No, it's absolutely not the reality. Um, you could still say gay in any uh, Florida public school. And, you know, it's just um, it was a, it was a marketing tactic that the critics used to make it seem like it's a anti-LGBTQ bill who we who does who the governor doesn't want anybody to acknowledge that gay people exist or trans people exist. And, you know, it's it's way deeper than that. At this point, nobody really cares if gay people exist, trans people exist, you know. We all know that. We don't care if our children know that. Um, it's being pushed by, you know, big media now. So it's like it's it's out there. We know that it's it's a reality. But you know, it's we don't want them our our teachers teaching that to our little kids. Um, so it's for them. It's very easy to paint it as anti-LGBTQ because they have no actual basis for an argument. So that's why they do it. Yeah, I totally get you on that one. Um, but another reason why I think, too, um, look, because the Dems have, they live nothing but a run on this year. So this is, they're probably just using it as like a, you know, like a last resort option to just paint um, their, their political opposition as like, oh, anti-LGBTQ, because they do it every single, every every two years and every four years. Agreed. And, and I think you're touching on a, a broader point of, you know, their messaging going into the midterms. And they definitely need something. And and education is, is a very important issue. Um, it is. You know, the governor in Virginia, Glenn Youngkin, won on that. He did. And, and that, um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and that kind of actually kind of leads me to my next question. Because Republicans have really won on this issue, especially last year. And, but what have Republicans been doing specifically to win on the education issue yeah i wish i could have a good answer for that because i really don't know um i don't think they've even capitalized enough on this issue right now happening in new jersey you know um even governor phil murphy said that parents should have a say in the education of their children and um he's willing to entertain it so you know republicans should have learned from uh should learn from glenn youngkin and how he won on education it was it was masking over children you know glenn youngkin was optional on that it was a critical race theory it was you know giving power back to the parents giving them a say um and you can win on that because that's what honestly parents care about is uh their children and their children's education you know a lot of people don't have the luxury of going into private school and sending the kids to uh, a Catholic school, a Christian school, a Jewish uh, school, you know? So we have to stay with public schools. And if we're gonna be doing the public school, that means that it's it's for everybody. And we should let it be for everybody and not 
try to bring down bring these ideologies that that you want to do for your own kids listen if you want to teach your second grader about all these uh stuff and what they mean and you want to teach them that it's okay to feel a certain way if you have one thing or the other be be my guest i'm not stopping you from doing that in your own house but i don't need a teacher uh, fresh out of college who just got their four-year degree which is great and all but you know it doesn't go any further than that uh teaching my uh five-year-old uh this sensitive information well what i can see from why republicans win is because they're giving you well they're giving their voters a reason to vote from them on that but you also keep in mind that you know, a lot of people don't really even want to vote for republicans at this point because you know still trump is still the face of the party nationally and we all we all know there are a lot of people who think that Trump is a divisive figure, so they don't really see the Republicans as a viable option yet. But with the education issue, they give them a reason to vote for the GOP, especially since you know most parents don't want their kids being taught that kind of stuff at such a early age. Even Jack mm-hmm. Tudorelli ran on this issue in New Jersey, where you know, some issues are just meant to be at the kitchen table. And I mean, yeah, he 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 lost by a very you know very razor thin margin, but he gave the people a reason to support him. Um, and as, an education issue was big, like even like last year in twenty twenty one, uh, when when Glenn Youngkin won the gubernatorialship in Virginia, the RNC said it was a victory because it was a vote against having no socialism, but that really wasn't even the case. It was. The reason why Glenn Youngkin won, like you said, is because he um, ran on the education issue and believed that parents should have a say in their kids' education, and and a lot of parents um, wanted that. And especially, especially also, you know, you don't mess with a um, you know a mom and her little kids because once um yeah. you do start messing with you know a, you know a mom's little kids, that's when they get really really angry. You see a lot of people, uh, the, you know, a lot of moms at the school board meetings, you know, express that their feelings towards their local school board. Yep, yep. It, it's it's honestly like they, the when it comes to their children, they're ready to cross party lines. They don't care who is the one attacking their children. They just don't want it. And it's it's crazy to see, but it's important to note as well. It's a driving issue, and it's getting more important now more than ever. Yeah, as but as long as um these school board elections are going to be competitive, then I can I can see Republicans doing really well in the midterms. I mean, in my opinion, it's going to be a bloodbath for the Dems. So I want to move on now to Governor Murphy for a little bit. So so Governor Murphy, who's rumored to run for president in twenty twenty four, um, I wouldn't take him as a serious candidate though in twenty twenty four. Um, that answer could change though. Now, if he does, um, which I believe he eventually will, um, because there's there's news that came out, uh, you know, the news about the sexual education curriculum that came out. Now, out now, how 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 will this news affect his presidential bid? Hmm. Well, he's being smart in uh, you know in taking his uh, his stance back and saying that he's willing to entertain parents. He knows that it's uh, a lot of parents are are pissed off about it. But, um, you know, here in New Jersey, unless we start coming out on the offensive on this, like, for instance, Jeff Van Drew, 
out in South Jersey, uh, plans to uh, introduce a, a legislation against it. Um, you know, then it, then this issue can come more into the national spotlight, and then people can notice uh, what he's okay, what Phil Murphy is okay with, and and if Phil Murphy is okay with that type of stuff in our children's education, then imagine what he would be okay with as president, and I think nobody would be okay with that. Um, you know, Phil Murphy is. He likes to paint himself as a centrist, center of left, but uh, he is he is um, very heavily. I don't even say influenced, but he knows he knows the influence that some of the very progressive nonprofits and organizations in New Jersey have, and so he you know succumbs to those to their wants and needs, um, and then that's how we get these policies in New Jersey. Um, because those organizations have grassroots movements that, you know, we have to admit are pretty large, but, um, that's, that's Phil Murphy, you know, he's, he's, he paints himself as the center of left, but he's really just left. Yeah. I mean, he, um, he's very far left. Yeah, exactly. So, and, and honestly, like you said, I don't think he would go far in the, in the election, in the election, but. Um, you know, they, the DNC is planning to move uh, their primaries and how they're, how they're held. And if New Jersey becomes one of the first ones, um, he would get a lot of support right out of the primaries. But, but I don't think it would fade away very quickly, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, like, you guys know, I think nationally, like, do people know who Governor Murphy is nationally? Yeah, exactly. um, I don't think so. Um, I mean, he wants to probably make himself a national figure. You know, he, he did um, drop nj from his from his twitter accounts oh, he um, did. Oh, okay. so you know so obviously he is planning um you know to be yeah. a national figure but the reality is you know no uh, no one really knows who governor murphy is you know at the national level right. maybe most people in new jersey know who he is probably some people in new york and connecticut you know maybe and, delaware and even people in new jersey wouldn't they know who he is but they don't know his policies and if people in new jersey don't even know their policies you know, no one nationally knows their policies. It's it's comparing it to like uh, Governor from Florida, Ron DeSantis. Like people know his policies and they know him. The same thing goes yeah. with Chris Christie too. Like Chris Christie's a national, the um, the yeah. perfect example of a national figure we had recently from New Jersey, and and he Morris really County. became a national figure. Yeah, from Morris County, he was the um, former U.S. Attorney from New Jersey, uh, but he became a national figure really after Sandy. Um, because his response to Hurricane Sandy was incredible, and it, yep. it, it gained national uh, recognition, and people started looking into him and saying, "Oh wow, this guy, um, Chris Christie, he's a, I think he's a pretty good public servant. If he, you know, if what he did was uh, during Sandy was good, because you know the whole point is that he was there for his people when it mattered most, and Sandy was one of the strongest storms ever hit New Jersey, and he was there for them." So the other day, um, Governor Murphy met with um, student government presidents from New Jersey colleges and universities to discuss uh, higher education affordability. And although you know, we know college affordability has skyrocketed, um, do you think they actually accomplished anything at this meeting? Uh, no. Um, unfortunately, unless something gets done on the federal level um, with uh, colleges, um, nothing is really going to get done. I mean... What can Phil Murphy do? I guess he could uh, make public colleges free. 
Um, but I don't think he's he's gonna do that. But um, no, I don't think I don't think college is. I don't think the co- cost of college is gonna uh, get stagnant or decrease at any time soon. I think yeah, it's I agree. Keep increasing. It'll be it'll keep increasing with the more money um, college uh, yeah. has, really. Um, but dude, here's on my last question for you today, Sergio. Um, so as we've seen, you know, the DOJ labeling, you know, concerned parents as domestic terrorists, um, even though they're just like trying to, you know, advocate for their kids the right way. What what do you think about the um, about the DOJ um, trying to target parents that just want to um, just, just just want the best for their kids? Um, so I missed that the DOJ classified parents as what domestic and terrorists and what parents specific parents or like uh, any parents? Well, parents that go to school board meetings and and speak out for their, on behalf uh, of their kids. Gotcha, and they classify them as domestic terrorists. That's 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 very uh, sad, partisan, um, you know. And this was directed by who? Don't tell me, Joe Biden. Yes. Oh my God. Um, yeah. So they have their priorities wrong because if they think that a, a, t- a parent who goes to a school board meeting and um, and puts sh- and shines, you know, light on these issues is a terrorist, um, then. We're in, we're in bad shape. They don't know what a terrorist is, and uh, and that's why our country is on the way down. Yeah, even um, Biden um, went on the record even saying, well, it didn't come out like publicly, but supposedly he told um, AG Merrick Garland to um, act more of like a prosecutor rather than um, someone who just interprets the law. Um, mm. So, it, it, so the you know the Biden DOJ has been highly politicized, and you know, and now we're seeing the consequences of it. Absolutely, absolutely, and um, you know, I just don't get it. I I don't get it why they're trying to do these new policies and and just you know, and classifying parents as terrorists and stuff. It's like we have other problems and other priorities that we should be worried about. You know, our kids have been doing just fine learning what they're learning. And if anything, they need to learn more stuff because on the international level, you know, we don't, we're not the best. So we need to be the best. And, you know, these are all just distractions, distractions that are not uh, addressing what's really at stake here. You know, our kids, our country. Yeah, our country, yeah, we're uh... We're in a pretty bad spot, but I know we'll uh, we'll get out of it. Um, Sergio, yeah. thanks for um, joining me today. Um, yeah. It was really it was always a pleasure talking to you and hearing your take on all Absolutely. these things. Thank you, thank you for having me, Anthony. No problem. This is Anthony Maragliata signing off. See you later, everybody.